Hello and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you are tuning in, and hope that you would be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. church family who was like when we getting the lives back well we back amen so <laughs> we back i'm live and in person thank you for everyone who wished us a happy anniversary last week my wife and i and those of you who've been sending kind wishes to us um we are almost there y'all um bj will be here in three months so we thank god for that and um, we're excited. Not only that, get yourself ready. August 1st through the 7th, the Lord has instructed me to call our church into prayer. It's not a fast. It's just that we're praying for seven days. Every day will be a topic. I'm believing that as we pray for seven days, something miraculous is going to happen for you and for us as a church. Not only that, but August 14th, baptism, the first ever baptism in the history of TCF going down august 14th i'm excited for baptism i'm excited so please register it's gonna be great we're gonna have a great time we're gonna celebrate the those who are getting baptized it's gonna be amazing everybody getting baptized or getting a t-shirt amen and so it's gonna be dope and um, we are excited about that well let's get into the word i don't plan to be long i plan to give us something that will do us some good. John chapter 5, verses 1 through 9. Let's see what the Lord has to say to us. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is a Jerusalem, now, excuse me, that now there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool which called, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, or Bethsaida, depending on what theologian wants to argue with you having five porches and these and these lay a great multitude of sick people blind lame paralyzed waiting for the moving of the water for an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water then whoever stepped in first after stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? Verse eight, oh, or verse seven, here we go. Verse seven, the sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the, when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. 
Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was well. The man was made well, excuse me, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. I'm going to talk to you this morning from the subject around the pool, around the pool. Who likes going swimming? All right. Well, I can't swim, but you know, as long as it's five feet, six feet of water, I'm all right. As long as my feet can touch the ground, we got something going on. <laughs> Don't ask me. There's a story. There was so funny. I, uh, Mr. Liu, um, he, he came to the house one day like, hey, Brand, let's go out to the pool. I said, yeah, Mr. Liu, I'll go to the pool. Yeah, we about swimming like 12 feet, 15 feet of water. I said, whoa, 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 wait a minute there, buddy. I said, well, I can't go with you. All of a sudden, I didn't caught a cold. I can't make it, can't make it out there. I ain't going to embarrass myself. And so how many people like go hanging around the pool? You go people watching, seeing who's there. And, you know, somebody trying to see if they on your list that maybe you could talk to. around the pool so there's a there's this pool so here in our text ladies and gentlemen we have a pool setting and you know around the pool these days you know this type of people that were around the pool may not have been the people that we really want to see at the pool that ain't where the happenings are <laughs> but these we're around here in this text and Jesus comes into Jerusalem. He's in town um, for one of these feasts. We don't know exactly what that feast is. We don't. I'm not here to speculate with you what feast it was. We just know that he was in town in Jerusalem for this particular period, right? And so Jesus is in Jerusalem. And while there, we are presented with this pool that is in Bethesda. Excuse me, this pool that is near the Sheep Cake in Jerusalem named Bethesda. This, ladies and gentlemen, this particular pool had about five porches, okay? Had about five porches, and um, uh, the name Bethesda means the house of mercy. Means the house of mercy. That is very key to realize. And so I just want to show you just briefly what this pool looked like so we can put it in your brain. So you get an idea of what this looks like. So here you have it as we look is that this site has been excavated. And so do you see the, if you see those pillars or what may be on top of the pool, it was a church that was built. It's the ruins of a church that was built on top of this particular pool. But as we get a little further, so we get a little further in and we're gonna see here that this right here is considered the northern, uh, the northern steps of the pool. So the, there was two pools. There was a southern one and there was a north one. And then you see the steps that leads down to the pool. All right? And so you see that there. And then there is another picture to give you an idea. You see the five porches. And you see, again, you see down there, you see the steps that leads into the pool. All right? And so what John tells us as I have this image that you see that there were people that were around the pool. 
A lot of times, people don't know that the Bible is very real. It's very historic. <laughs> people don't understand that these people actually lived. It was actually real. If you go to Jerusalem, you can walk the same streets that Jesus walked. You know, this ain't made up. Jesus is not made up. Christianity was not made up. It's a real thing. All right. And you see here again, these I think this is the southern portion where you see the steps leading into the actual pool. Very nice setup. Very nice setup that you see here. All right. Among all of the other stuff that's there. But John tells us that around the pool, ladies and gentlemen, that around the pool, that there were paralyzed, lame, sick people all around the pool of Bethesda. That there were sick people, there were lame people, those who needed healing, that was in the house of mercy. This pool is called the pool. The name of the pool means house of mercy. These people were in need of the mercy of God. Now, why are we all around the pool? Were they trying to go swimming? No. These people, they weren't trying to go swimming because there was mysticism created around this pool. There's this, there was this mysticism that an angel goes down at least some time of the year and troubles the waters, troubles it. And it was the idea that whoever got in first would be made well. Don't you there? You have to understand even deeper. I'm laying a historical groundwork for you because you're going to understand all of this in a second. There were little, literally, waters or stuff underneath the surface of the pool. Not understanding that it had some type of uh, meta, uh, uh, some type of a medicinal uh, re uh, reaction in this pool that made the pool may look like it was red at times, as historians would tell you. And so some people thought, okay, that's my opportunity. Whoever gets in first was going to get healed. Now, we don't know that out of God's sovereignty that may, he may have sent somebody there to, to trouble the waters and somebody get healed or may not. We don't really know. We just know that there's a mysticism around this pool. And we do know that it, this pool may have had some medicinal aspect of it. But everyone was hanging around this pool because they knew that if I could get there first, I would get what I need to be made not just well, but whole. Let your faith rise with Pastor Brandon's 21-day faith declaration journal, available now on Amazon. Receive inspiring scriptures and journal to grow your faith in God. Purchase it now on Amazon. And so, ladies and gentlemen, just imagine with these pictures, crowds of people hanging around the pool. And John would say that these people, ladies and gentlemen, that was around this pool were without strength or power. That, ladies and gentlemen, these type of people that were around the pool, ladies and gentlemen, they were without strength spiritually and physically. Waiting for something to happen at the pool that would change their lives. Many people, God, many people, ladies and gentlemen, excuse me, are they are just like us in this day. Ladies and gentlemen, we are all around the pool of life waiting for something that we think is going to happen. I play the lottery. I'm thinking 
that this is going to change my life. <laughs> and now I'm not rebuking anybody who does. I do it a couple times just to play around. It's for fun. <laughs> I'm just using an example. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> it could be my day. <laughs> There's some people, ladies and gentlemen, around the pool, ladies and gentlemen, as we're, let me tell you, at some moment or a point in your life, you were like one of these people spiritually and physically without strength. Waiting to think that a relationship, if I get that relationship, I would get the wholeness. So many people think that if I get the bag or I chase after the bag, oh, I can be complete and finally everything. And I'm sitting and I'm waiting and we all have our attention on that pool. Because just maybe if that happens, I will finally get healing. I will finally get what I've been waiting and wanting because I've seen everybody else get it and it looks like that on Instagram that how they getting it, it it's it's working for them that is that is working for them but it seemed like they got the idea first if I could just get that idea if I could just get that first maybe that could open up doors for me and many people, ladies and gentlemen, around this pool are feeling the same way. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, at one point or another, and even if we be honest, some of us are like that now, waiting for the great buying by, waiting for, oh my God, that this is going to change and this is going to be the thing that pushes my life forward. And guess who comes around the pool? Jesus comes around the pool. Yeah. I like this because Jesus comes to the house of mercy because he's the God of mercy. Yeah. And he comes near the pool. And he just looks. Observing what's going on around the pool, ladies and gentlemen. You know how you go to the pool? Me and my wife the other day, we went to the pool like, how many people are over there? <laughs> you know, especially when you go to the resorts and stuff, like, if it's too many people crowded at one pool, like, all right, I'm going over to the next one <laughs> so I can feel free and swim. Jesus was not coming here to swim. Jesus was not coming near the sheep gate, near here, where at the pool of Bethesda to swim. He comes around. Because Jesus, being God, the almighty God, who's all-knowing, knows what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. He knows that there are people, ladies and gentlemen, under the sound of my voice, that are hanging around the pool, waiting for their hope and their change to come because their eyes are so focused on the pool. Yeah. Their eyes are so locked in on the pool like they staring at it Yo, I think it did that. Did it? Did it try? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Wait a second. I think I saw. It. Like, wait a second. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Oh. Wait a minute. I need to see. 
I think I see a little red there. Everybody get to the pool. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, waiting, just locked in. And let me tell you something. Sick people know how to get right when they try to get their because <laughs> I could imagine people hitting people with canes and all of that stuff to get to the pool. I'm trying to tell you because if who gets there first? We live in a world today that it's every man for themselves. Well, that's on you. I'm getting to this poop. <laughs> Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, it comes around the pool. And what's so interesting is Jesus comes around the pool and um, he comes around the pool and um, nobody really recognizes him. Now, I don't know if it was something that Jesus did to make himself be in a particular place where no one, where he did not allow their eyes and, and to an extent to be open to him. But he comes around the pool and Jesus has performed miracles prior to John chapter 5. Matter of fact, John chapter 5 is the turning point of Jesus' ministry. Because at John chapter 5, ladies and gentlemen, is when the Pharisees came together and said, we need to kill him. John chapter 5 changes the whole game in Jesus' ministry. Because what he's doing on the Sabbath, he's healing people. People are being raised, and you're not supposed to do that on the Sabbath. You're not supposed to, God forbid, you preach about Jesus on the Sabbath. God forbid you raise, you try to heal and the healing and the manifestation of his presence. God forbid that happens in your church. God forbid. Not here. This is Sabbath. But the Sabbath was not made for God. It was made for you and I. The Sabbath is for you, not for him. God neither sleeps nor does he slumber. God is always working. In the same book, Jesus says that my father is always working and so am I. This is all in John chapter 5. So Jesus is always working. He's always working. But Jesus spots a man. We don't know this man's name. We don't know how old this man is. But he spots a man, an unnamed man, because I believe in how I look at scriptures when, G, when we don't see a name. That is oftentimes where we can put ourselves in this man's shoes or her shoes. Ladies and gentlemen, this man is lame. He's, he, he, he can't walk. He's been around the pool, ladies and gentlemen. We know that he's had this condition for 38 years. That's a long time. He's had this condition longer than Jesus here in the earth has been living. 38 long years. Some theologians will tell you that maybe Jesus pointed out this man because his condition was worse than everyone that was around. Now, I'm not here to argue if that was the case, but in the sovereignty of God, he picks out this man. 
And part of the reason why this man was lame is because of his own doing. How do I know this? John chapter 5, verse 14. Jesus says, but afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and told him, now you are well, so stop sinning or something even worse may happen to you. So we realize that he was there in that condition because of his sinful nature. Whatever he did became the product of why he's in the state he's in. Ladies and gentlemen, sin is the byproduct of living by the flesh. That's why it is imperative, as, as Paul told us in Galatians, to live by the Spirit. It is not to do a check, a, a, a to-do list to say, I didn't do that today, God. I didn't do that today. No, it's I'm just going to live by the Spirit so that I won't fulfill those things of my flesh. So we always trying to hop on you about your sin, not realizing, as in Romans 7, that when I want to do well, evil is always present. It just it wants me to just take you by the throat and just do this. And it, it, it's it's the, it is that nature that was in me upon my upon my birth here in the earth that we were all shaped into iniquity. Yeah. It is just sinful nature. That is in us, that is caused because of the fall of the world, because of the fall of one man. And we know that Jesus tells him, I'm fast forwarding in the story, he tells him like, hey, now go sin no more. Or you will find yourself in a worse state than where I found you. This is what Jesus tells us all the day, because I'm now, grace has been came to you, go sin no more. Not that you won't have periods in your life, but if I'm walking by the Spirit, I'm learning how daily in my sanctification process, and everybody's in different levels of sanctification, and this simply means, it ain't no big word, it ain't that deep, it just simply means that I'm being transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. That once I've been saved, I'm continually to be saved. That means that nature, that I owe the nature of this world, all, I'm unlearning all of that so I can become and learn the God conscious that now I have by the Spirit. Does that make sense? Fast forward now, Jesus comes around the pool. He sees the man, and he says to that man, he tells this man, he say, hey, do you want to me, wait well. Do you want, do you want to be, do you want to be made well? Do you want to be healed? Now, this seemed like a stupid question to ask a man who's been around this pool. Because he, ladies and gentlemen, obviously wants to be made well because his eyes are locked on the pool. And I'm pretty sure that brother was like, if this brother don't get out of my face because uh, I've already lost 38 years of getting in this pool. And I don't need you talking to me and getting distracted if this, if the pool and the water starts. Now, do this for me. Why don't you throw me in that pool? Help me out. Y'all got to, yo, you've been in a condition for 38 years at this moment. Listen, ain't nobody, listen, I've been getting L's for 38 years. I've been taking losses. You're going to ask me, do you want to be made well? Well, you see where I'm standing at, Jesus. You see my condition, brother. 
<laughs> Do you want to be made well? A lot of us, Jesus asks this question to us. Do you want to be made well? Well, Jesus, currently, I'm, you know, I want my finances. You clearly see me hustling like this, trying to get that bag. Obviously, I want to do better for myself because the pool is the way of how I'm going to get better. The pool is the way of how I'm going to get the wholeness. The pool is the way. What do you mean do you want to be made well? You, Jesus asks you a question. You've been in a state for 38 years, but the, the real reality is, is that a lot of us are so focused on the source of where we think we're going to be made well at versus the, the person that's standing in front of you asking you the question, do you want to be made well? Jesus, the one who can fix his situation, the one that can transform his state and transform his very well-being is asking him, do you want to be made well? And everyone thinks that yes will be the thing that comes out of people's mouths. That's not true. There are some who don't want to be made well. There are some who feel like if I'm going to be made well, it got to come from the pool. Because I don't think that this whole Jesus person can make me well. I think that this Jesus thing is the white man's religion. I think this Jesus thing was made up. I think this Jesus thing was something that Christians and religion, because I'm so spiritual. I'm so spiritual. I don't get into all of that. And the reason why, when life hits you, you don't know how to deal with it because you haven't asked the question, you haven't answered Jesus' question, do you want to be made well? Just because you have a moment of peace, God wants to give you not moments of peace. He wants to give you peace that is eternal. He don't want to give you moments of happiness. He wants to give you eternal joy. He don't want to make you get just healing for the moment. No, he wants to make you whole. I don't know, but it ain't, I need the pool. I, I need the pool. The pool, Pastor Brandon. It's, it's the pool of every theology, all these other ideologies out here. It's the pool of if I rub my crystals together and if I, if I, if I manifest it apart from God, I will get well. That's what they're saying to get to the top. I got to rub the stones together and I got to buy the right stones burning because this has a particular energy in it and that got a particular energy in it. You want everything that's created outside the one that is uncreated that can give you the wholeness that you need. The reason why I'm talking like this to you because I got to talk down these ideologies that are out here on social media. That people are thinking that this is the way that you're going to get your wholeness. Just say this three times. I want to manifest wholeness. I want to manifest wholeness. I don't care if you say it three, five, 20 times, 100 times. It's not going to happen on your willpower. Do you not understand, ladies and gentlemen, that, that, uh, that you're still living under the law? If you haven't been transformed by Jesus Christ, it's because you're still thinking that your willpower is going to do something that you are not able to do in your strength. 
And this, ladies and gentlemen, is what the man says. Sir, newsflash, I have no man to put me into the pool. When the ants, when the water is stirred up, but while I'm coming, another steps down before me. He said, every time I'm about to put my foot in, somebody already right there, I lost. Beats me every time. He said, I don't got nobody to put me in the pool. Why would Jesus ask this man the question? Number one, he asked the man the question so he can shift his focus. Because listen, his response to Jesus is still on that daggone pool. Jesus don't care about no pool. He didn't ask him about his situation. He already knows about it. He didn't ask for that. He said, do you want to be made well? Well, God, I didn't have a mom growing up. I have the best relationship with my family. God, I didn't have this. I didn't have that. I didn't ask you that. Do you want to be made well? Well, God, I'm trying to manifest this thing, and if they say I do it like this, I didn't ask you that. Do you want to be made well? I need you to stop looking at the pool of ideologies. Stop looking at the pool of what you feel like you're going to come from. He's saying, do you want to be made well? Well, I have nobody to put me in the pool, Jesus. Maybe if you created and gave me better cards, maybe I would have people to put me in the pool. Making all of this reasons why I can't get my healing. I can't get my holiness, Jesus, because nobody can put me in the pool. You see all these folk around the pool, Jesus. They getting there first. I can't get it. That's what he's saying. Somebody steps down there before me. Hey y'all, my name is Boomy, and I would like to invite y'all to go ahead and download our TCF app if you don't already have it. If you do have it, just know we have some new updates coming for you. You'll be able to connect with us, gain access to our exclusive content, see our live experience and sermons. You'll have access to this app in either the Google Play Store or the Apple Store. Don't miss out. And remember, transformation starts here. Number one, he asked him this question, the what? Shift his focus. I want Jesus wanted him to stop paying attention to that pool and to get his eyes on Jesus. Number two, the reason why he asked him, do you want to be made whole is because he wants to awaken hope in this man's helpless situation. 38 years, that's a long time. People are living life 38 years, 40 years, 50 years, get to the end of their life, wishing that they did things different because they never answered the question that Jesus is asking us today. Do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made whole, you unnamed man? Do you want it? Do you really want it? Do you seriously want it? But Jesus, I don't got nobody to put me in the pool. It's the pool, Jesus. But that question may have stirred something in him to be like, well, maybe there might be hope for me. Just maybe there might be hope that, 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 that I couldn't possibly get to the pool, ladies and gentlemen, that I could get to the pool, but Jesus is not wanting to. Want, do you want to be made well? I can do it right now. Jesus said, I can do it right now. I can, I can make this thing 
hole for you right now. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and and walk. And what Jesus is asking us today around the pool, will you seize the opportunity of wholeness from this source? What are you, what are you saying, Pastor Brandon? If you are so caught up on the source of the pool for your wholeness, you will not come into the wholeness that God, the Almighty One, who is the source of all, or the source that can give that to you, you would not accept that. If you don't seize your opportunity, you're going to be waiting here another 30 years until you die saying the same thing. And there's some people who just like to live in their excuses. Well, I had failed marriages. Well, I'm single. I don't, I don't think nobody ever liked me because, you know, all of this stuff. You're you, you going to keep talking all of this stuff. Well, maybe if I came from a family of money, I da 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 da. We gonna keep making this same thing and making this same over and over and over and over again. Why you cannot be made well? And Jesus is like, okay, if you want it, then rise, take up your bed, and walk. If you really want to seize this opportunity that I'm giving you right now, while I'm here at the pool. Ladies and gentlemen, many people missed because Jesus was at the pool and they didn't seize the opportunity to be made well from him. Can I help you? Many people will miss the opportunity when Jesus is around and knocks at the door of their hearts to come in and people will keep the door shut. And then in that day, you'll be on the wrong side of his story. Because you missed your opportunity to be made well when you had the opportunity. The opportunity is here. Okay, you want it? Rise, take up your bed and walk. You got to move from a dormanted faith to move to an active faith. You got to move from being dormant and on the ground. How long are you going to stay in the ground of your excuses? Get up, rise, take up your mat. Walk. Stand on your feet. I'm giving you the power to stand on your own two feet right now and walk. And carry the thing that has been carrying you as a sign of my power. Because guess what happened when he carried his mat around the pool that got the attention of the other Pharisees that wait a minute, who did this for you? Because you don't understand that when you, ladies and gentlemen, take up your thing that has been carrying you that people know that you've been struggling with for 38 years or what, however long you've been struggling with, you don't realize, ladies and gentlemen, how other people are going to look at that and say, wait a minute, who told you you could stand? Who did this for you? Who was the one that transformed you like this? Wait a minute, ain't that the same God that was struggling in their sexual identity? Was that the same person struggling in their... What, 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 what happened to this person? <laughs> Wasn't that the same guy or same woman that was, oh my God, was in a bad relationship and all of a sudden God changed their lives around? Is that them? Yeah. Who did this? 
for you. Is that the same person that had low self-esteem, didn't have really, uh, I didn't had no dignity or identity about themselves, and all of a sudden they walk in with their face beat, and with their face beat, they now got some type of sweat. Is that them? Is that it? Who did it? Who did who, 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 who did this? This can't be happening around the pool. <laughs> Are they finally got to a place where they're loving themselves and loving their God? Is that them? (laughs) And people will try to talk down what God has done for you because they want you to stay there. On the mat of your depression. On the mat of your, oh my God, of your oppression. On the mat of your low self-esteem. On the mat of your, oh my God, not being whole. They want you to stay there. But Jesus is giving us all opportunity while he's around the pool. Hey, do you want to stand up? Do you want to rise and take your bed and walk? It's here. Around the pool. And why is church so important? Because the pool of Bethesda, as I told you, this pool means the house of mercy. And when you find yourself in the house of mercy, Jesus gives us an opportunity, if he's here, to say you can get up, you can rise, Take up your bed and walk. Do you want to be made well while you're at the house of mercy? Standing before the God of mercy. Do you want that? And so the Bible tells us as I come to a close. Listen, ain't nobody told me this. And if I've been doing this for 38 years, I might as well do something different. You know what insanity is? Keep doing the same thing, thinking that you're going to get a different result. This man said, absolutely not. Forget the pool. <laughs> Let me get up. <laughs> Forget this pool. I ain't doing this pool no more. He said, I'm getting up. He took his bed and he walked. Now, let me give this to you real quick. Now, some of y'all thinking like the beds that we sleep on. No, 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 no. That was, mm-mm. it was almost like one of those like little mats. Like better yet, like a yoga or it was a little heavier like that, but more heavier than like a yoga mat. But it was something that they would lay on. Jesus tells them, take it up and walk. And as he walked, ladies and gentlemen, and it was on the Sabbath. Today is the Sabbath. Jesus has given us all an opportunity. Are you going to keep doing the same thing and getting the same result? Or will you rise, take up your mat, and walk? What you going to do? You here? What you going to do? You going to keep? That's insane what you're doing. It's insane to keep. That's it. That's it. Get out my face. That's insane. I think the pool changed. Oh, my God. Hey, brother, can you help me? Can you help me? Forget you. I got to get in the pool myself. Brother, please. I've been here for 38 years. Please. Please. 
I've been here. Come on, come on. You can get yours next time. Jesus said, listen, you're going to keep doing that. That's insane. You Jesus people, I don't want to believe that. But what you're doing is insane. We'll see who's right. And who's on the right side of his story. Stand to your feet. Around the pool. Around the pool. Listen, if you don't know who Jesus is, you, whether you're in person or whether you're online, you're around the pool today. All this talking about a pool, we should go to the pool, sweet. <laughs> oh, man. But you're around the pool today. There's a question that's here. Do you know Jesus? I mean, do you really know him? I'm not talking about what other people said about him, but do you know him? Jesus, the God of mercy is here. He's saying, listen, come unto me, all ye are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You have to understand today that Jesus died on the cross. He was buried, rose again. And he sits at the right hand of the Father so that no longer will you and I have enmity with God, but now that we can have peace with God and now live as image bearers of his goodness. I came today to tell you, practically to tell you in this whole sermon, you don't got to sit around the pool no more. You don't got to sit around waiting for the trouble, thinking that that's going to come from that direction. Jesus saying, listen, today is the day of salvation. Harden not your heart. When today, if you hear my voice, harden not your heart. I want to give you Jesus. You may say, hey, Pastor B, I'm going to rededicate my life back to Christ. You could do that as well. He ain't left you. You left him, but he ain't left you. I'll do that for you. And if you want to say, hey, I'm going to make TCF my home church. Listen, I would love to be your pastor. I would love to partner with you. We're doing life together. We all are in the, let me tell you something. This is a safe place where you can grow. We are all at different levels of our sanctification process. Nobody's saying that you need to have it right tomorrow. But what we are saying is, is that we need to be striving to be more like him every day. And that's even if you overcome one thing. Look, you've been doing this. Take You got to celebrate. You got to celebrate your steps. I'm sorry. You got to celebrate. When you overcome one thing, you're going to be, you got to celebrate that. You got to celebrate every little progress you made. I'm telling you, you got to celebrate those things. Yes, that's a big thing. Well, I'm not worrying as much like I used to. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. You should celebrate that. And more importantly, that you're being in the house, of, uh, that you're more connected with Jesus. Listen, say this prayer after me. Everyone say it so that nobody won't feel it in a particular way. Those of you online and in person, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and that I'm in need of a savior. I ask you right now that you would save me from my sin. I acknowledge that you died, that you were buried, that you rose, and that you ascended to the right hand of the Father just for me. And today, I want to make you the Lord over my life. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Everyone who said that prayer, you text that number right now that's on the screen. Every person that said that prayer, you meet with one of us so that we can tell you the next steps of your salvation today. In Jesus' name, if you're glad that you're not sitting around the pool anymore, come on, put your hands together and give God a great praise. Hallelujah. You're too faithful to disappoint me. Hallelujah. You've proven yourself in my life, and I come to realize you're too faithful to leave me. Oh, Jesus, you're too faithful. You're too faithful to disappoint me. Oh, yeah, you're too faithful. You're too faithful to leave me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, you've proven yourself in my life, and I come to realize you're too faithful to leave me. Hallelujah, you're too faithful to leave me, yeah. You're too faithful to leave me. Hallelujah, oh, you're too faithful. You're too faithful to leave me halfway. too faithful to disappoint me. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you would subscribe so you can continue to be empowered by the latest message. For more information about Transformation Christian Fellowship or Pastor Brandon Hill, visit our website, transformationchristianfellowship.org, or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to the number 94000 or visit our website. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.